0: Thank you for joining pragmatic Podcast with people today I'm going to talk about the russia Ukraine situation and uh, the items that or topics that you don't really hear about in the media, uh, be it through um, the news channels, newspapers, websites and uh, that's the mistreatment of black Africans in that region. And quite frankly, uh, we'll touch up on the world. And this week, one of the smallest countries and the largest continent took on the world. There's been much chatter about the situation in Ukraine right over the past uh, several days there's been much debate over the level of help foreign countries should provide there's been much debate about Russia's intent there's been much talk about Putin's cruelty and uh, his need or intent to revert the region to the old Soviet Union So before I get deeper into this topic, let me state very clearly and unequivocally, first the obvious, war is bad, period, in every way, anywhere in the world. Loss of innocent lives is tragic, it's inhumane. This is not a support of either side. This podcast will focus on the tragedy not being talked about in the media and the holier-than-thou attitude that the, these Western governments um, seem to be spewing onto the world. Those that follow me know that I advocate for equal rights and equity of uh, for Blacks, Africans, African-American communities, the mistreatment of Black people all over the world, Black people of African descent is obvious to to all, yet no one really confronts it. The war between Russia and Ukraine consumed the world. Every news channel is talking about it. Yes, it's horrible. It's horrendous. And it does need attention. But in that same region, black African students and black Africans are being beaten. Left in the cold. Their passports being seized. Being kept from escaping the war zone like the white Ukrainians are doing. And there are tons of videos that you can find on the internet. There are videos showing Ukrainian and Polish guards denying black people the opportunity to board trains to escape the war zone into Poland. There are images of a woman holding a baby, which, you know, the baby looks to be weeks old at best, sitting in the freezing cold in the dark of the night. There's an image of an African girl being pushed off of a train, and so much more. Uh, Civilians beating black people on the streets during the day. There's one clip where someone attacks this young black man or boy from the back, and as that young man falls To the ground, someone comes behind him, a grown man, and kicks him in the face, in the head. But yet, you don't hear much about this. So, let's talk about the United Nations. Earlier this week, the United Nations voted to denounce Russia or the Russian invasion. Of the 193 members, 141 voted for that um, resolution. 35 abstained and five countries voted against it. Eritrea was the only black nation, the only African nation that voted against it. The smallest country, one of the smallest countries, stood up. So not only did Eritrea vote against it, but provided the reasoning behind it. And you could be against their Eritrean government, you could be against the president, whatever, whatever your beliefs are. That's not what this is about. What one cannot deny is that Eritrea took an insightful and brave stance to speak up and speak loud and more importantly act instead of cowardly hiding eritrea stepped to the forefront so the reasoning as it was submitted by the eritrean government reads as follows Eritrea is taking the floor in explanation of a vote against the resolution titled, Aggression Against Ukraine. Eritrea firmly believes that respect for sovereignty, territorial integrity, and political independence as enshrined in the United, United Nations Charter are sacrosanct principles and should be respected by everyone at all times for the attainment and sustainable world peace. Eritrea's vote is a demonstration of its uncompromising stand for peace. Its position is against internationalizing incessant rhetoric and impositions of unilateral sanctions, which regrettably further polarize international relations and escalate situations with enormous implications for civilians. Instead, we have consistently opted for world regions to be given the needed space and solidarity to address political problems. The situation between Russia and Ukraine raises serious concerns with political, economic, and security ramifications for Europe and the rest of the world. It requires immediate resolution by giving more chances to diplomacy. We hope that the ongoing talks between the two parties on the Belarusian border yield a quick and acceptable agreement to stop the war and pave a foundation for peace in the region. Eritrea opposes all forms of unilateral sanction as illegal and counterproductive. Eritrea as a country has been subjected to such measures by the West for two decades, including a new set of unilateral measures measures understands that sanctions do not resolve problems of peace and security. On the contrary, they only hurt innocent people and undermine the road to peace. It will be remiss if I didn't address disturbing reports that African citizens living in Ukraine are facing difficulties while crossing borders. We call on all, all countries to facilitate safe passages to people fleeing for safety, regardless of their racial identity. So there's a little bit more to this uh, statement and you can read it, it's been released publicly. So that statement addresses a variety of issues, but more importantly, called out the selective outrage of these uh within these tragedies. Yes, all lives do matter. But as I've said countless times, that statement could only be true if the word all included all human beings, that includes the black race. This is why we continue to say black lives matter, not because other lives don't matter, but because valuing the black life is just as important as any other. And this is evidenced in this uh, Eastern Europe conflict. Even at a time of war, even as the world is watching, sound familiar? As the world watched a black man being murdered In 2021, 2022, black soccer players in Europe are facing hateful chants. Africans, African nations stand together. Remember in the 15th to 19th century, (laughs) the North Atlantic uh, slave trade began and the downfall in my opinion the downfall of black people Africans were kidnapped from their own continent and eventually sold by other Africans you know being traded for goods from Europe and since then Africa has yet to regain its footing the largest continent being taken over and indigenous Africans being enslaved in their own continent. Think about that. Africans abroad being abused. So leaving your continent didn't help either. African descendants being abused. Dogs and other animals having more rights than black human beings. Let's stop looking for answers from the oppressors. Let's start building one another up. Imagine just like Russia United States North Korea, China Canada they invested in science they invested in their own people and are able to build nuclear weapons are able to build expensive warplanes ammunition but also pharmaceutical companies So, divided we fall. The further apart we are, the weaker we'll be. As you pray for the Ukrainians, pray for the black people suffering at the hands of those same countrymen as well because be it in the Middle East, Europe, USA, Canada, South America, black people are being harmed. Let's all stick together and change this vicious cycle. Generations to come can't just keep fighting the same fights with minimal results. no matter how much the world may march with us, chanting Black Lives Matter for a few days, and then forgetting all about it. We need to change this narrative. We need to make sure that when they say third world country There's a whole lot of meaning behind that, and none of it is anything to be proud of. Let's become the first world. If Africa doesn't meet your needs and you're going abroad, and you go abroad and you're not finding the same equal treatment, where the same laws don't apply to you, you're treated less than human, how's that benefiting anyone? And that cycle continues generation after generation, hundreds of years later, there's inequity in education, economic opportunities, generational wealth, How can you have generational wealth when that wealth has been taken? When you cannot even build from scratch? Read about Black Wall Street. (laughs) Even when you do build it, how someone comes and destroys it, and nothing is done about it. So I say to you stand up, stand firm. Stand together. Lift every black man, woman, and child. Lift Africa. Thank you for listening.